After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest installment of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where cats say weird shit like this. I think you've made your point, Deborah. <laughs> that is Genevieve's favorite ad. Genevieve has as one of your hosts. I'm the other one. My name's Andrew Walsh. Hey, Veeves. Hey, Andrew. Uh, we, you know, today's show is all about our favorite ads I and our least favorite ads that ceramic cat's line reading is the best can you I, we don't officially let's get that ceramic ha- cat on everything we don't officially have that on the list so before we get into today's show can you just give a quick explanation sure. of what we just heard lowe's is doing lowe's the hardware store is doing a um uh, a series of commercials where inanimate objects in your house talk about um how great your floors are, or how great your plumbing is, or whatever. Um, there's and then the, the the campaign itself is whatever. It's fine. It's not awesome. It's not terrible. But in one of them, there's a ceramic cat sitting up on a glass table talking about how great the carpets are that the homeowner got at Lowe's. And then a real cat walks up, kind of underneath her where she's sitting on her table, and rolls around on the carpet. And the ceramic cat says, I wish I could roll around on that carpet. And then the, the real cat's really luxuriating. And she says, I think you've made your point, Deborah. I think you've made your point, Deborah. <laughs> and the way that, the, first of all, the fact she that you... She nailed Deborah. The, the tone is perfect. And also, for me, the secondary joke is yes. that the cat is named Deborah. And Who the, names their cat Deborah? Yeah, it's so great. Everything about that line and the delivery of it is pitch perfect. Uh, congratulations, Lowe's. So in uh, in ATM lingo, and after these messages lingo, we would call that a chi. Big time chi. Today's show is all about cheese and G's. It's like cheers and jeers, only our own unique twist on it. We're going to talk our about... Our own liability-free <laughs> twist on it. So uh, we talked to the folks over at Walsh, Walsh, and Doormat. They said <laughs> that uh, they said that we'd be uh, clear if we call them cheese and G's instead of cheers and jeers. So that's what we're going to do today. I believe this is installment number four of this ongoing series. That's right. Um, so we're basically doing like one a quarter. How do you feel about calling the show Cheese and G's Part 4, G, your cheese smells terrific? Sure. Okay. Do you, you don't, you don't remember, G, your hair smells terrific? Or do I you? don't. You've said that to me a couple times, but I don't I want to see if I can find, I should have um, prepped for this, but let me see if I can find an old, your G, Prepping your, is for podcasts that don't record on the day that they post. <laughs> prepping is for closers. All right, let's see if this is an actual ad for G, your, it's Jurgens G, your hair smells terrific. This looks like it's coming at us from the 70s. I use it because it's a good shampoo. My hair looks clean and shiny. And even though it does smell terrific, I just don't believe anyone would ever tell me so. Gee, your hair smells terrific. Gee, your hair smells terrific. I guess you never know. Try Gee, your hair smells terrific fragrance shampoo and conditioner. They're terrific. I don't know if we had that in our house, but I love the font on those bottles. Like, you could not make a more 70s look. I mean, this looks like... Kind of. It looks like it's for a a child. It does look a little bit like it's for a kid, but it also looks like these two bottles of shampoo want to go roller skating. Like, they just put on, like, their roller skating. This is a quick PSA to the men in our audience. Do not walk up to women and tell them how their hair smells to you. Really? Yes. But how will you guys know? Yeah. Well, we don't really need to know. All right. Well, it's okay if you touch, though, right? Yeah. It's okay to touch the hair. All right. Uh, let's get in. Stop officially. smelling our hair. <laughs> let's officially get into cheese and cheese. 
I want to unload both barrels on this one. (laughs) This is going to be... Last week on the show, um, we were talking about how uh, commercials hate vegetarians. We had a whole bunch of uh, uh, ads where, like, vegetarianism or veganism is just mocked and ridiculed um, by various products and services. Um, And I feel like I was really ranty last week. More ranty than usual. (laughs) Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> Strap in. Because the G uh, this is, yeah. <laughs> the G's this week are hardcore G's. I'm yeah. G'ing on these it's things. A, it's a hard G. It's a <laughs> can we call this that's one? What yeah, gonna that's what it's gonna be called. All right, we gotta make it will you make a note of that? Do you have anything that you can make a note of that? Because no. I, I will forget. Here, take this notepad. It's a, G's and G's part four. It's a hard G. It's a hard G. G. All right. These first ads, and I'm gonna play a bunch of them. Because the more you watch them, the more confounded you will be. They are for General Electric, GE, right? They've been running they for a while They even call now. them GE. GE. Um, all right. So when GE runs an ad, it's not like when I was a kid, a GE ad was literally for a light bulb. Yeah. It's a product that you buy. GE now is just like it's huge. It owns... It's like an NBC. idea that you buy. Oh, wait, no. GE doesn't own NBC anymore. That's No, they sold it, but they right. did use it. But they're just like a huge company that basically runs the world, right? And so how do you advertise for that? You need to. You need to get your name Better out there. Better question, it's, why do you well, advertise for you, that? I mean, I feel like you, of all people, should know that. Don't you just constantly need to be kind of marketing and making sure that people are associating something with your brand, this brand yeah, identity? Yeah, like the Coke brothers, and you've got a brand problem. Right. Like those Coke commercials that we saw um, uh, during our Facebook Live thing. Anyway... So I guess what GE is trying to solve for here is this idea of that we think of them as an old school kind of manufacturing yeah, operation. Yeah, I think so. I like guess, heavy, but, heavy machinery. But now they are in, uh, now they are in the the digital age, the information age, and that's part of what they do as well. And of all the ads, I mean, they're all irritating. This first one makes the most sense if that's what they're going for. Um, there is a uh, young man whose name is Owen. And he's a little nerdy looking. He looks like he just graduated from college. And he's sitting in the living room with his mom and dad. And his dad is a real old school blue collar guy. As a matter of fact, his dad is sitting there with a sledgehammer in this nice, you know, working class uh, living room. And the mom just looks like a nice Midwestern mom or whatever. And the, the son, Owen, is trying to explain to his parents his new job. Proud of your son. GE. Manufacturer. Well, that's why I dug this out for you. It's your grandpappy's hammer, and he would have wanted you to have it. It meant a lot to him. Yes, GE makes powerful machines, but I'll be writing the code that will allow those machines to share information with each other. I'll be changing the way the world... You can't pick it up, can you? Go ahead. You can't lift the hammer. It's okay, though. You're going to change the world. And then what was the little uh, tagline there at the end that was just printed? Do you happen to notice that? It says, uh, GE, give me one second here. GE, the digital company that's also an industrial company. An industrial company. company. Yeah. 
Yeah, so fine. This you can really feel the wheels turning yeah. in the mar- minds of the marketers yes. here. They you I can feel the ideation session that was had where they sat down and thought, "What is our differentiator?" Well, we're a, we have a proud industrial past, but also we're an industri- we're a digital company now. How can we convey this crazy, amazing duality of our identity? I know, let's have these like clash of generations. But the resulting commercial is of two parents who seem to have never met this son of theirs right. in their lives. Where's he been? Where's he been? What do they think he majored in in college? Right. Was he not having any kind of conversations about the industry that he was getting into? I will say this about the ad. If we are right about what their mission was, this is the closest one to kind of explain what they're going for. I still think it's dumb. Creatively, the you can't pick it up line, you can't pick it up, can you? Is It's the funniest one of, of, of this entire campaign. That line, I don't fault. Yeah, in terms of it's sort of the production line. values and the the kind of rhythm of it doesn't particularly bother me, but... Like, I just hate the premise. Okay. And I hate how sort of, like, how I can feel all the machinery. Me too. I think it's very clunky. I never liked it. But then as the campaign goes on, you're you're seeing Owen and some other people too. We'll get to that in a second. But Owen now, in this next commercial I'm going to play, it's no longer about a generational divide. He's now sitting around with his peers um, and he's trying to explain it would have been funnier his new job. This would, only, this would have been way funnier and also, like... I would have loved it a thousand times more if his peers, instead of being like young people like him, had been somehow like from the Victorian age or from like the early days of GE. If they, oh. if, if they, if he had, if it had been some sort of like absurd time travel, very like fantastical premise. That's already so much better. Yeah, you're you welcome. could do a whole series on that, like what GE used to be in like 1920. And I thought and of have that him, and have them on my second beer. <laughs> On the fly and on your second beer. That is so much better. This is so irritating. So let me, I'm going to have to kind of explain this whole one before I play it for you because uh, it's somewhat visual. But he's he's now sitting at a table with, uh, like I say, his peers, and he's explaining his new job. But his buddy at the table also has a new job. And it's basically for a company that's Iken has cheeseburger, only it's not called that. And this right. guy, while Owen is all excited about his job with GE, this other guy is excited about some dumb app he just created where you can take pictures of cats and make it look like they're bursting out of melons or something like that. So what's your news? Uh, I got a job. I'll be programming at GE. Oh, I got a job, too. Zazzies. <gasps> the app where you put fruit hats on animals. I love that. Guys, I'll be writing code that helps machines communicate. I just zazzied you. <laughs> Look at it. Oh! Uh, I can do dogs, hamsters, guinea pigs, you name it. I'm going to transform the way the world works. I program that hat, and I can do cassava melons. I'll be helping turbines, power cities. I put a turbine on a cat. Oh. I can make hospitals run more efficiently. In the words of Metallica, kill them all. <laughs> that, I, have nothing, I, just, I have nothing to add to that. They are all so annoying, and now the message is even getting more muddled. Like, why are your friends such assholes, and why don't they understand what you do? Like, getting a job at GE right out of college is... And by the way, there's a commercial coming up that seems to be in a dorm room setting, very similar to this one. So I do think he's, like, right out of college. So I I just don't get it. I don't understand why he's hanging out with these people. They're not your friends. Um, Let's let's just leave Owen on the back burner for a second. I would like to introduce you to Sarah. Yeah. Have you seen this one? Uh, No. The one with Sarah I've seen is one where she's, like, 
working on a jet engine or something. Okay. I didn't even know there was a Sarah. I was just I was just on my Owen tip today and I come across Sarah. Now She is the she is the yin to Owen's yang. Because she represents the mechanical She's side. Industrial. The industrial side. She of should GE. show up in like a coal miner's uniform and meet a bunch of futuristic people. Okay, you lost me on that one. Whatever, I'm you're, workshopping hey, you're it. On I'm your, workshopping you're, it. She's now on her third beer, so think, the, ideas, <laughs> the ideas are going to be getting a little bit softer as we go on. No, you want to talk about um, bad friendships, bad relationships, bad people. In this, Sarah is in the kitchen with her husband. They're doing the dishes, or she's like doing the dishes, I think. And her husband is just needling her about her new job in a way that I don't even understand. Hey, listen, when you tell our friends about your job, maybe let's play up the digital part. But it's a manufacturing job. Yeah, well, GE's doing a lot of cool things digitally to help machines communicate. Might want to at least mention that. But I'm building world-changing machines with my two hands. Does that threaten you? No, don't be silly. <laughs> I'm just uh, going to go chop some wood. With that? Yeah, we don't have an axe. So. Or a fireplace. Good to be prepared. He picked up a hacksaw so he's going to go chop some wood. Um, Sarah needs to get out of that relationship. Sarah needs to get out of that relationship. Sounds like Sarah's got a great job, by the way. Yeah, this this is so forced. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense. And why is her husband having this conversation? With- and also, there's a lot going on here. There's like his anxiety, his his masculine anxiety, but also his like, you know, we, your job should be like a cool future job and not like an old stuffy job. But which which is not a real anxiety that anyone has. So it, it it's so they have to over explain it because. You can't just signal it because it's not a thing that people understand. If you're having to explain your story so much that you can't signal it sort of subtly, you may need to rethink your commercial because you are oh, you're having to write around a problem or you're having to write a problem that doesn't exist. Exactly. It's, the whole thing is just absolutely a mess. And again, couples with negative couple vibes, bad. I don't get no one it. Likes it's a it. bad idea. You know what that'd be a good commercial for? Divorcelawyersforwomen.com. Mm-hmm. That's what, unless you're selling divorce services, don't go down that. Uh, listen, we're spending more time on this one than we should yeah, be spending on, on the whole show. No. Oh, I, need, okay. I need to make sure corrected. that everybody's hatred of this ad campaign <laughs> is as, is as I had never seen that concrete one. and palpable as mine. I had never seen that one. I hadn't realized they'd made so many of these. Oh, yeah. This, these are just four that I picked. There's a, there's a lot more than that. Remember Owen? Oh, Owen. Remember our pal Owen? He can't Guess lift what? a hammer. Good news. He just graduated from college, and it looks like they're maybe in a dorm room situation. And a bunch of his friends who are in his peer group, although they look like different friends. So the good news is he's got a pretty big circle of friends. Yeah. They're um, all idiots. They're but... all horrible. But there's a lot of them. Uh, and they're all excited, and they made a cake because he's graduating and he got a job. You heard you got a job as a developer. Uh, it's official. I work for GE. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Guys, I'll be writing a new language for machines, so planes, trains, uh, even hospitals can work better. This is... Oh. Sorry, I was, I was trying to put it away. Got it on the cake. So you're going to work on a train? Not on a train, on trains. You're not going to develop stuff anymore? I love no, this. I, I love I, this fantasy world where new college graduates are dismissive of somebody getting a corporate like baller GE. job. Yeah. This guy is going to make more in his first job than, than the, I will make in my life. Yeah. I am jealous of him. 
<laughs> I, okay, I, we've said everything that needs to be said. I want you to know yeah, that. Hard G. I want you guys to know that I could go on forever. Like, that was just me getting started on that topic, but I'm showing, believe it or not, this is self constraint. Okay. Restraint. Um, this next one, I'm self-constraint sorry. Self constraint is a different show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ATM after dark. <laughs> All right, that was uh, that was a lot of time and a lot of negative energy. So let's bring up the uh, nose on this negativity train, as I like to say, uh, with maybe a couple of cheese here. These are a couple of ads that I personally love. This one called Sir Froggy, maybe my favorite commercial. This is a good one. My maybe of all time. It is short. It is to the point. It is. It could not have cost very much to make. I think the 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 joke is hilarious. Unfortunately, it may, it may gross some people out a little bit. It's also visual, so I'm going to have to explain it. And I pray that you've seen it. If not, we post all these to the Facebook group. Yep, uh, and we'll get them posted tomorrow or the next day. Um, it's just basically one uh, kind of slow, kind of panning shot of a toilet paper roll on a toilet paper roll holder in a bathroom. And it's not your typical toilet paper roll holder. It's actually a cute little frog that has been fashioned into a toilet paper roll holder, a little ceramic thing. His arms are sticking out, and that's what's holding the toilet paper roll up. And as the camera does a close-up on the toilet paper, this is a commercial for Quilted Northern, you hear this voiceover. Quilted Northern works so well, people can forget their bathroom experience. But Sir Froggy can never forget. What's worse, he thinks, that my arms can never relax or my eyes can never look away. <laughs> so it's the, 15 seconds. The, his eyes are just, his bu- buggy f- uh, frog eyes are just like. They're aimed right at the toilet bowl. <laughs> they can't move. And they can't move. And there's just, it's, it is so perfectly executed that. You it they do all the work in this one little visual of the way his eyes are angled, kind of staring at the toilet bowl. It is fantastic. Honestly, maybe my favorite commercial of all time. It's so good. Now, do you think it does it does it sell Quilted Northern? See, um, to me, it does. By the way, we, I don't know if you know this. We are a Quilted Northern family. We I, go to a pretty small grocery store up here, so there's only like three different kinds of toilet paper you can choose. Quilted Northern. It's not because of this ad. I have to admit, it's just because it's the best of the three they have. Um, what I like about it also is it does my friend my my girlfriends and I when we first lived I when I first moved uh, into a house after college like an mm-hmm. apartment and I lived with three other women we um you know you gotta everyone's gotta kind of take their turn buying the toilet paper and people have different feelings about which they want and like you know do you buy the cheap stuff or do you get the like fancy quilted stuff it is you know when you're, you're we were all broke basically so we just had a rule which was. When it's your turn to buy it, you have to buy it based on whichever baby on the package you think is the cutest. Right. I remember going by that. But see, the older I get, the more I realize that that doesn't work. Because I, you know what I don't like are the toilet papers that kind of have the ridges on it. You know what I'm talking It's almost like yeah. it's a little bit more rough to the touch sort I of. I know what you mean. Uh, I kind of I, – I don't like that. Uh, but anyway, here's what I can say about this ad. We did a whole show about ads that are gross. And, uh, like or for gross things. Or for gross things. And how do you approach an ad for toilet paper? There's a paper we wipe our ass with. It's inherently gross. Like do you embrace the grossness. Some companies do that and there's this like poo stuff. There's disgusting ads of people on toilets and mm-hmm. all this stuff. 
do you totally avoid it and just have a cartoon bear in the woods looking very comfortable? You right. know what do, I you, mean? do you use it as uh, as they did in the 80s for like uh, filling out football pads and things? Right. And I, what I like about this is... It walks that line. It acknowledges yeah. that it's something that we don't kind of want to talk about. It's one of the grosser things about being a human being is that we have to do this. But it's also... It's not embracing grossness. Yes. It's just making a quick little joke about it. And again, I have speaking of quick, maybe I should take a lesson from this ad and just kind of move on. Uh, I, I because the thing that really gets me about it is not just how funny it is, but how how quick it is and 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 simple. So uh, I will try to take a page and move on here. These are for Safe Auto. These are other commercials that uh, we like. I w- I just could have sworn you told me that you loved these ads. But you I may don't, have been um, tired and emotional. You might have been a little tired and emotional. These are for Safe Auto. You see a bunch of people in different walks of life, um, and they're talking directly to the camera. The first person we see is a woman doing yoga in the park. The next person I believe we'll see is a lawyer in his office. And I think the third person, if there's only three, is a lumberjack. And they're talking directly to the camera. And the words that they are saying are that, what do you call it, kinetic typography? Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of, you, you see their words in kind of a nice, cool font, um, as if what they're saying is really notable, like they're really great quotes. Like great pull quotes. Exactly. But the problem is, the things that they're saying, they don't make great quotes. I'll let the, uh, I'll let the audio do the rest here. I looked my boss right in the eyes and said, those are brown. Big ships shouldn't float, but they do. The valet took my mints. These are terrible quotes. <laughs> Safe Auto will get you a great car insurance quote in just three minutes. It could save you 25 Isn't that brilliant? That is brilliant. I love it. And I think it's a great little play on words. Exactly. Um, I, if I did tell you that I like these, um, I second my emotion. <laughs> if, I, if it wasn't me who said that I like them, I, I agree with whoever said it because those are great. Those are, that's a great little... Uh, little play here's one other they get you to pay attention and here's another cool thing about this and there's another ad campaign running right now that is very high up there in my estimation and it does something similar which is they've taken these this kind of goes against an op-ed i read on the show a couple of weeks ago but what they're doing is pretty brilliant i read this op-ed that said hey listen back in the day people would make one minute or maybe even two minute grand commercials for things like live events like the super bowl or whatever but then they would just kind of keep chopping them down chop it down to a 30 second chop it down to a 15 second but they weren't built modularly so now you're taking this whole narrative that goes across a minute or two and then you're trying to edit it and hack it together and it doesn't work and what this op-ed writer was saying was you need to start writing for the new medium. The new medium being, hey, maybe there's going to be a 10-second pre-roll ad before something on Hulu. Don't make that a car ad that you're taking the whole narrative and chop it down. Just make a 10-second ad. What I like about these safe autos is they've taken each one of these little quotes and they've turned them into their own 10-second little ads because the woman giving the bad quote on her yoga mat that's a standalone. You sure. can just do – it's like a Geico thing that you can put on a pre-roll for a YouTube video. Just kind of like she says her quote. That's a bad quote. Get safe auto. Boom. You're out. Or you can combine them all together and have a 30-second ad and you're not losing anything in the translation there. Once so again, I also think that's pretty cool. Car insurance. 
running the table. Yeah, Geico and Safe Auto are, are progressive. Really, uh, uh, I mean, they're just are progressive doing that same with the um, with the kind of the the, the, well, the pre roll. No, shorties? I just meant that right now, if you want to look where the smart, where like all of the interesting and innovative stuff with ads is happening, look at auto insurance. Yeah, I also just uh, think this writing is a lot of fun. This is the type of ad that it just makes me want to be in the writer's room. Just yeah, up it doesn't feel quotes. tired the way the Dose- the new Dos Equis yes. campaign felt. Um, I, I'm just going to play one more. This is another 30-seconder. My grandson makes poor life choices. Milk on a hot day? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Run that drill, Suzuki. Last Thanksgiving, there was no pumpkin pie. These are terrible quotes. <laughs> Say father, we'll get you a great car. Now, I'm a little baffled by the visuals in this one. The the second two are fine, but the first one is of an older woman. Like she says, my grandson makes terrible decisions, and she's walking a zebra. She's walking like a what looks like a mini zebra, like a it's either a baby zebra or like a zebra pony, um, in like a suburban street, which is. Uh, I like I love a good visual joke and I love a good visual like something visually interesting but I you know my cardinal sin on this show is if you try to do too much yeah why, too why many jokes it? in it, can, it creates confusion you're absolutely right i didn't really notice that because i was just focusing on the words but yeah that that does kind of muddy the waters a little bit so maybe this one's not quite as good as the other one uh, i do love soft the, g i love the middle one though the guy it's just a normal kid working at a grocery store unpacking boxes and he says milk on a hot day yeah buddy (laughs) i think that's a wonderful quote um i looked up who did those by the way shout out to greatest common factory that's a creative company in austin texas i don't think we've ever talked about them before we haven't i didn't know them but that's two austin ad firms in a in one in oh no i'm sorry we talked about the austin ad firm I think in the last show we talked about the one that did the um, that political ad for the oh, local right. sheriff. That's right. Or the, there, um, whatever the local county auditor, I county think, auditor, or, or yeah, something like that. Commissioner, county commissioner. Um, all right. Oh, here we go. Let's get our hate on. Jamie Foxx here for Verizon. Did you know Verizon has more than three times the 4G LTE coverage of Sprint? And I'm Jamie Foxx for Sprint. Pretty much the same coverage if you squint. You are not Jamie Foxx. Sprint is last nationally in 4G LTE coverage. Well, who's going to notice? What about the left side of the country, huh? This part of Texas, California, New York, etc. Don't get fooled by cut-rate networks. Get the okay, if you haven't seen that ad, uh, God bless you. Yeah. Um, you're living a, a better life than I am. It's a whole campaign. There are several now. Oh, my God. And they're so bad. So that was as, the first one that we saw. As car insurance is to great advertising, cell phone companies are to terrible That's my takeaway for this whole, this whole thing. I don't like the... So... Let's just set the table here really quickly. You guys all remember the Verizon guy, uh, Can You Hear Me Now? Very iconic guy. And as you probably know, he has been repurposed now. He has been hired by Sprint. (laughs) He's been repurposed. Sorry, dude. Like he's a host on Westworld. Well, you've seen his face. He's had some work done. (laughs) I think repurposed is actually the perfect word. More more like resurfaced. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so the new Sprint campaign is to say, hey, I used to be the Verizon, can you hear me now guy, but you know what the dirty truth of the fa- of the industry is? Is that they're all good. All of these uh, cell services are great. They're within, what does he say, 1% like one percentage coverage. Or, yeah, 1%. And I would probably, I would, I would venture to say 
uh, Sprint is right on the facts in, in this case. That it probably is like, yeah. who knows what 4G L3T coverage is? I don't. No one does. So Verizon, though, for a while has been doing this whole map campaign where they show the coverage maps and, uh, and uh, again, going with the, like, we're Verizon, we're in red and we're covering the nation. Sprint is yellow. And look at this map. They're hardly covering the nation, et cetera, et cetera. What happens here, though, is, of course, uh, Oscar award, Oscar winner, Jamie Foxx, I feel like he's won an Oscar for... Um, Did he win it for Django? What about the, the biopic of... Um, Ray? Ray, yeah. Anyway, whatever. No Ta- need to... What, what, uh, actor of many accolades. Yes, you know, exactly. it's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> so Jamie Foxx is standing there, as you, as you see, and he gives his quick little pitch on Verizon. And then another actor comes out wearing the same suit, who but doesn't look like him. I mean, I think the joke is he doesn't look like him. He's shorter. He's not a bad-looking guy. He's yeah. just they're shorter. Both, they're both kind of good-looking black men, but one of them is obviously Jamie Foxx, and the other guy's like... You know, less the other handsome. Guys, I wouldn't even say the other guy is like great looking. He's just like a normal looking guy. I bet you a little bit nerdy. I, I bet guess. you in a like a if you went to a party and that guy was there and he wasn't like wearing a suit that was obviously too big. Like Jamie Foxx's suit is tailored and right. cut to him. This guy's wearing like a suit that's more baggy and just like more ill fitting. A little bit, yeah. I bet you if you went to a party and you met this guy, you'd be like he'd be like the best looking guy I'm at the sure party. Sure, the actor is good looking, but I mean for the purposes of this commercial, he's supposed to be a, a like a frumpy a cut guy. Rate yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and it just never made sense to me, though, because he doesn't look, I mean, not even a cut-rate version. He's just another guy who thinks he's as good as Maybe Verizon. in a white America, they both look alike. Uh, I Actually, I, when I first started seeing these, I did wonder if there was some sort of, like, race, not racist joke, but, like, maybe a meta-commentary yeah. on race or something like that. But no, that's that's going too far. I, I think that in subsequent ads, it's clear that that has nothing to do with it. Um but uh, what was I going to say? Anyway, it's clearly a reaction to the claims by Sprint and the Can You Hear Me Now guy saying basically it's all the same. Verizon now is on the defensive saying it's not all the same. Look at this guy. He thinks he's the same as me, but he's not. But like – it just does not make sense why why it's this guy. I found it very confusing. The new ones now, you don't just have a guy who's um, representing uh, Sprint as the competition, but also uh, T-Mobile, I think. So now you have three And as always, yellow around. equals Sprint and pink equals T-Mobile. I love right. how even when they're talking about their competitors, they buy into their competitors' brand identity. I know, and they're all reinforcing it. And, uh, frankly, over the, and the, over. The fact With the that, balls. Yes, and the fact that I'm starting to re- remember which company is which is far as the color like kind of pisses me off like <laughs> like you said before I, we're a pink family i, I really think that th- i think that cell phone commercials are or cell phone plan commercials are the worst commercials out there right now why are they somebody so bad? needs to just say and i'm sure they probably do this but somebody needs to say stop reacting yeah just like if you hire me tomorrow for one of these companies I will say stop reacting. Forget about the competition. Forget about everything that's come. Forget about playing off of old ideas. Let's just start fresh. I'm a dude in Seattle, Washington. I'm about to get a new cell phone. That means I need to get a new plan. What are the main things I'm going to be thinking about? It's probably not about like the coverage map. But you know why this is? It's I think this is a market saturation issue. Yes, you're right. But that's why they need some blue ocean thinking. Blue ocean. That, remember that one article I read in the Harvard Business Review? If that's the one. Blue, what, remind me? So I read this one article in the Harvard Business Review in my life. Oh, oh, oh. And it was oh, about Blue Ocean article. thinking. Right. 
And it's like when you, when your market is saturated, when like all your customers are used up, you need to like think up a new thing that like has no competitor. Basically, was that when you were like, oh, breakfast cereals? Biggest competition is another breakfast cereals, but other foods that stoners eat late at night. Was no, that blue the ocean best thing? example of a blue ocean uh, product is actually Cirque du Soleil because like a gr- grown ups weren't buying circus tickets; only parents were. I mean, grown ups, but you know, like. People, like single adults, were not buying circus tickets. So what do you do? You create like a thing that could be, you know, like a circus, but for grownups. Mm, mm, yeah, like just can, can create a, can create a new market, I guess. But like basically cell phone plans, everyone who needs one basically has one. So all they're doing is trading around their customers. And that's why everything's so reactive and everything is so... Um, based on competition, I um, mentioned before. Let's let's uh, let's get back into some ads that we love. Um, an ad campaign that I keep talking year year off about. <laughs> you do love this, and I love it. I've already um, hinted at this before. This is another modular ad campaign. These are a bunch of ten second spots that are then combined. They put three of them together for TV purposes when you're watching tele- actual television, and they create a thirty second spot about it. But what I like also is they probably have 20 of these things and they don't always follow the same order they will just mix and match it's almost like a um it's almost like like a playlist Mm -hmm. on spotify sort of which i think is also kind of having a just an ear towards how young people are taking in or younger like people are taking in media right um you're not going to get bored by seeing the same ad over and over if you keep mixing up the three little modular ads that you're going to see in a 30 second commercial what are you talking about andrew i'm getting to it it's for the uh amazon echo which is kind of a hard product to describe if you don't know what we're talking about it's a device that uh sits somewhere in your home and you can talk to it you can treat it like a google you can say you talk to it like its name is Alexa, by the way, which I think is actually a branding thing. These commercials are so focused on Alexa that I thought the product was called Alexa. But you might say to it, hey, Alexa, how many, uh, how many ounces in a pound if you're cooking or mm-hmm. cutting drugs or something like that in your kitchen <laughs> and you don't have a free hand? Or you might say, uh, Alexa, call me an Uber. Or, you know, it's just like, you know, it's a computer that you can talk to that will handle a whole bunch of stuff for you. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, what this, these tiny little ads are. They will show somebody in a somewhat mysterious situation where they can't use their hands or they're in some sort of trouble and they need to talk to Alexa. Let me play the very first uh, shorty that I saw along these lines. This one is called um, Fire Extinguisher. You just see a guy (laughs) coming out of apparently like the bedroom of his house or something. It's a single shot. These are all single shot, by the way. That's what's cool about him. And he's holding a fire extinguisher. You don't even see the fire that he's trying to put out. Alexa, ask 1-800-Flowers to order Tina Roses. (laughs) And what I love about that is it's not Alexa, call the fire department, right? Like this guy just screwed up. The one that I saw in the first group that I saw. I don't think Alexa wants to be on the hook for saving your life. They just want to be on the hook for saving your marriage. But you would think that like, I think a lesser ad campaign would say Alexa, call 911 or something. But I guess that's getting kind of serious. But then you have uh, somebody who's dressed up in some sort of mascot costume, like a giant flying bee or something, is uh, heading out the door but he's wearing these giant mitts these giant mascot hands so he can't pick up his car keys and you all know andrew likes a mascot ad alexa ask uber for a ride 
Now, you don't like that one so much because you feel like he should take just off take, your a, glove. take off his gloves. I don't get caught on that. Here's a little kid uh, bringing, uh, I believe, poison oak, a bouquet of poison oak to her mom. Mom, look what I found. Oh, the- Alexa, Wikipedia poison oak. Poison oak is a woody vine that can cause rashes. Aren't they pretty? And then the little girl scratches a, a rash on her face. So uh, I could keep going. I won't. There's just so many of these. I think that they are really brilliant and pithy and just they do everything right. I think they do everything right, too. And I think they do something so effectively, which is um, Echo is a new technology uh, in the same way that Google Glass was a new technology mm-hmm. or, you know, anything uh, was a, is, is a new technology. Uh and with any new technology, you have to not just get people to be aware of it, but to get people interested in trying it. And there is a barrier to entry to trying new technology. I remember the first time we started experimenting with like using voice uh, commands on Google. Mm-hmm. And when we first were trying it, we were sort of diffident about it, you know, kind of like, well, you know, it seems silly to, why not just type it in? And then we had a couple of like, fun experiences with it and now it's my favorite thing right like we're having an argument a debate about like a you know conversation. a conversation excuse me about like you know who was that guy in that movie and like you know my favorite thing is like google who was that guy in that movie you don't even right. have to say google but i like to say it <laughs> so i think that what they're doing with these ads they're both effective as as sort of uh, art or whatever you know from a from a production standpoint I think they're super effective in doing a very difficult thing with a new technology, which is creating a compelling use case. And, and I, a bit of a need. You yeah, know, exactly. You drew a comparison a second ago to Google Glass. And a few weeks ago, we went back and looked at some commercials for failed products. Oh, and I've got a great piece of – got a great ad council about Google oh, Glass coming good. up. Well, you know, we played this long two-minute web ad for Google Glass that ran five, ten years ago or something. And it was so aspirational. Mm-hmm. It was basically first-person view footage of a guy, I think presumably an Indian-American man, young man who uh, – travels uh you know from the united states on an airplane lands somewhere let's say in india and then keeps moving into smaller and smaller smaller villages until he tracks down his mom and and gives her a uh, ultrasound and that's how he makes the announcement that he's going to have a baby with his presumably his wife or something um the problem with that is you know it was a stirring commercial and i will admit that it made me a little emotional at the end when you see his mom's reaction you've gone on this whole journey with him but that does not apply to me at all. Right. Like, I'm just not going on grand adventures. No. It's so aspirational. I'm also not, as far as you know, dressing up like a mascot and trying to grab my car keys. <laughs> but, you know, you know these, what? Are, <laughs> these are... Sm- you know what? <laughs> these are small little moments in people's Let's lives. Let's take it offline. That seem like, you know... You've had some sort of mishap, or your kid has, you know, sure. grabbed and some poison Sure, and by doing them leaves, in these like, teeny whatever. little, yeah. like, quick hits... Yeah, no, the, like maybe the guy with the fire extinguisher doesn't speak to me personally or, you know, the being the mom with the the kid with the poison oak doesn't speak to me personally. But if you do enough of those and there are these quick hits, something is going to resonate with you, right? Like something where you've had a moment of, oh, you know, that would be great. All right, we have a couple more here. I want to get through them um, kind of quickly. I've been going on and on. Uh, this is uh, one commercial that... I have just found baffling, and I thought that I was really missing a joke. Um, There's a guy driving a Jaguar, 
Uh, is is that how I say it? Did I say Jaguar right? I always you get said in my head you with said Jaguar. Jaguar right. They say it in the most irritating way possible. Jaguar. Jaguar. Um, and there's some guy driving um, this new F Pace Jaguar car. Um, and he's talking to the camera, something about, it seems like an action movie, basically. And we're watching kind of an action star. And he's driving his car in the kind of like, up to greater and greater heights, like up a mountain or something mm-hmm, like that. To some sort of like super villain lair. Right. And then he finally gets to the lair and who's in there, but Stephen Hawking, the, uh, scientist, um, and the famed me, astrophysicist. Astrophysicist. Let me just, you can tell I'm just befuddled. I don't even know how to talk about it. Let, let me just hit play. Have you ever noticed how some people in life seem to get away with everything? Sorry about that. We live our lives from an elevated perspective. We keep our head in the clouds, but our feet on the ground. So he gets to some mountain lair. There's a woman waiting outside. Thank you, Mary. He gives her a watch. Then he goes into the lair. Yes, as you well know, time is a relative concept. Don't be a smart aleck. Well, I see you have mastered the laws of gravity. We are the masters of time and space. And we all drive Jaguars. Ha, ha, ha. The all-new Jaguar F-Pace. Can I say something that is terrible? Yep. I really feel like they made that stupid ad and thought, who could not? Who could criticize us because Stephen Hawking is disabled? Well, Stephen Hawking is that's kind of an interesting phenomenon, anyway, right? He's really kind of for years now he has become kind of like a uh, kind of a pop culture yes. icon in a way, yeah. uh, which is kind of great that yeah, he gets no, to enjoy and, that and, status and while clear, he's alive. I have nothing but you know respect and admiration for Stephen Hawking, the man, the scientist, like the fact that he has. Uh, persevered in the face of incredible odds, like all of that, like, you know, stipulated, mm-hmm. stipulated. That ad is horseshit. That ad is bad. Like, here's the deal. I kept watching this. You know I don't recognize a lot of actors and right. stuff. So I kept assuming Although that... you're really on a hot streak lately. Thank you. Don't don't um, jinx it. So I assumed that maybe I was missing the joke that this guy driving this car is a famous actor, but I, I thought don't, so too, because they really... I think he is. The, the thing, there are so many things wrong with this ad. First of all, just also that that car is ugly yeah i know uh, how do you start making ugly jaguars yeah you're like you're famed for your your the beautiful graceful lines of your car and this is like this looks like sort of a like a an ugly large hatchback but anyway leaving that aside the story of this commercial which i did look up because i was so befuddled by it is that stephen hawking apparently you know they they get him for this ad and he says he's always wanted to play like a Bond villain. So they build the whole ad, as far as I can tell, around this idea of him, Stephen Hawking, as a Bond villain. So what you're hearing at the end is him saying, you know, with his voice box thing, um, we all drive, we all of us like higher order thinkers drive Jaguars. Ha ha ha, right? And But the guy who is sort of doing the narrating, and I, clearly they, they brought in this sort of like handsome talker guy because Stephen Hawking isn't up to that level of uh, narration. They bring in this other guy 
to be his confederate or his somehow like a uh, fellow bad guy, fellow b- villain, so they can have this interaction and give Stephen Hawking someone to react to. But the story makes no sense. You can't tell what's happening. And t- even at the end, it's confusing. But like, even at the uh, up until the end, you have no idea what's happing. I who's, want, who's yeah. the woman who gets the watch from him? Like, and by the way, I had so a befuddling. feeling when he hands her this watch, I had a feeling that that watch had something to do with like, you know, to, uh, somehow it controls the car. And it does, I guess you wear that watch and then you can open your car without a key. Oh, that's interesting. There's no way to tell from the commercial. I, I mean, my gut told me that. And then I looked it up quickly and like, yeah, that's I mean, I well, think you know what a successful commercial it. is something where you have to go look it up on I'll, the Internet. I, listen, I hate this commercial so much. I'll give him that. There is a little bit more background, though, that I, once I read this other piece i started to understand this is the second of a potentially a series i guess of these things that is based on a premise that was set up in the first ad which was a super bowl ad which is all based on the fact that british people play the villains in most action movies or at least that's that's the claim that they're making and so in the first i don't don't think that's i mean i guess maybe it's broad i guess if, if you asked me i might kind of understand that but i don't think just putting a british person in a commercial like sort of rings that bell for me so in this one from the super bowl which i'll just let it speak for itself because it'll answer your question on that you have uh ben kingsley uh tom hiddleston who, who i i don't know well who that you is. watched remember i remember i watched that whole mini series the night manager oh yeah okay that's the night okay manager. and uh mark strong and apparently these are all kind of british bad guys in action movies this was the original super bowl ad have you ever noticed how in Hollywood movies all the villains are played oh, I by Brits? This one. Maybe we just sound right. Good evening, sir. Thank you, Mary. We're more focused. More precise. We're always one step ahead. With a certain style. An eye for detail. So, okay, you get the premise now. Yeah, and I remember this ad now. And actually, although it didn't stay with me, I get the joke, right? Like, there are these sort of, like, classic British villains, and all the things they're saying about themselves are reflections of the car. And I think that's fine. And also, the car is more attractive, so that helps. But it also was a long time ago. So then to sort of, like... Assume that we remember that. Remember this whole narrative and then, like, add to it... Also, I mean, again, this is a sort of terrible thing to say, but I know that Stephen Hawking is British, but it's not like he sounds British. I didn't know that before today, actually. I was like, oh, Well, didn't he's they make British. a whole movie about it? Did they? Yeah, like there's just a whole movie about him. Uh, oh, a documentary, you mean? No, like a like a oh, biopic. Oh, that's right. Young young Stephen Hawking. I well, I don't watch biopics. Anyway, um I don't even own a TV. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I guess that is by the same director who's actually a movie director. I can't remember his name off the top of his head, of, off the top of my head. But uh, that's the idea behind it. You have all these – you have this premise already where British people are playing the bad guys in uh, in action movies. And so in this follow-up ad, who's the bad guy? Who's the guy in the lair? It's Stephen Hawking. I think there's a way to make that work. I think that they this do is a not really it. horrible job of doing it. And I still don't think that the guy – in the car is a famous actor. Though. No, I looked it up. I don't think he is either. So that doesn't make sense. Then why don't you get Ben Kingsley to right. drive? Get one of the actors from the original ad to drive.
drive the car so that it can actually be a sequel commercial. Absolutely. Get a, get a British bad guy to like induct Stephen Hawking into this whole thing. All right, I got one more. That Hard we, G. We got to get these off our chest. Um, I think we're going to have to skip Ad Council today. If that's Is that okay with you? Can we at least do the one about um, oh, Google Glass? That's right. We, we have to do one. Okay, sorry. Okay. We, can, we can still do that. But uh, I want to do one more Hard G that we got to get in here. And then I need to end on an up note. Just a quick up note. So, All right. Um, this has been a lot of Gs. Though. This is a lot of G. This is a real ranty show. My apologies. But, oh, my God. Honestly, this next one... It's been is, a long time coming, too. Yeah, this is almost... You're going to get almost as much vitriol from me as you got with the General Electric ads <laughs> on this. Because this is this is a bad idea. It is confused. It is confusing. It's preposterous. And they're just doubling and tripling down on it. There are so many in this campaign yeah. for the Discover card. And... It is, in most cases, customers of Discover who are calling, like, the Discover 1-800 line, the help line. They, they need some sort of customer support or something like that. Um, but it's super confusing because the people who are calling the Discover card hotline are the same people who are answering the Discover card hotline. Like, they're the same exact actors. And yes. in many cases, they're they're dressed the same way. And it's unclear. Sometimes they're dressed the same way. Sometimes they are dressed differently enough and styled differently enough that it takes... You're not exactly even sure that they're the same actor. And it's unclear if they're supposed to be the same exact person. Or there's one ad where it seems like they're twins talking to each other. We just have to unpack it one at a time It's here. unbelievably confusing and confused. Let me start with this one. This woman appears in uh, two of these ads. She is a, uh, a blonde woman calling Discover Card. Discover Card? Customer service? Ma'am, this isn't a computer. Wait, you're real. With Discover Card, you can talk to a real person in the U.S. like me. Anytime. Wow. This is a recording. Really? No, I'm kidding. 100% U.S.-based customer service. Here to help, not to sell. So interesting that it's U.S.-based customer service, by the way. Yeah, um, they, you, can tell, you can tell where a lot of the complaints have been. Right. But there you heard it, a 15-second ad. There's some jokes in there. I do not understand what the advantage of having the same woman play both roles in that is. It doesn't play into it. So... I understand what they're trying to do with these. And their slogan is, or the campaign is, we treat you like you'd treat you. Did he just say that in there and I missed it? I don't know if he said it in this one, but that is the campaign slogan. But if you're not going to use the slogan in the ad where you have the two people... Look, I'm not defending that. I'm saying that's the slogan. So I get where they're coming from. And the idea is you call, you know, normally you call customer service and it's someone just, you know, heinous. And but but wouldn't it be nice if you called and you were treated the way you would want to be treated, right? So they they take that literally, and they make the person they there and you. But by having them, so I know you're going to get in. You're going to unpack a bunch of these. They don't hew to a, like a, a same thing where you realize that no one ever realizes for one, for one thing that they're talking to themselves. So I actually think it would work better if. Some if you're if you like it's oh ring ring hi you know I'm having trouble with my bill oh I know you know like it's like says something that like triggers you to realize you're talking to yourself which would be sort of a horrifying existential situation in real life well it could just be like oh I get it because you're 
you're always in a hurry. Like, just take some trait of the person Something. calling in and the person on the other end understands you really well. But because the so two people never you. seem to connect with the fact that they're talking to themselves, it's just visually confusing. It, and, then, and then they make it worse by doing this one with the with the sisters. Will you play that one? We will. Here, I want to play another one with the uh, the same blonde woman. Let's hear if they make anything clear because they're the the problem is though that's not the point that they're making in these ads. They're all going for something else. That one was about US based customer service. Right. It has nothing to do with the fact Again, that it's trying the to same do woman. too much. Exactly. This is Claire in Phoenix. Can I help you? Yes. Great. Correct. Ma'am, this isn't an automated computer. Operator? Ma'am. I'm here. I'm live. Wait, you're real? Yeah. With Discover Card, you can talk to a real person in the U.S. day or night. Plus, we're not going to waste your time trying to sell you a bunch of other products you don't really need. That is really nice of you. I feel really bad about shouting at you. Oh, you weren't shouting. You were just speaking in all caps. NHL fans. Uh, I I don't get it. That's basically the same as the last one. Um, So they don't even say the tagline, which would make that premise make sense. We treat you like you want to be treated or whatever it is. Like you'd treat you. Yeah. Without the tagline, it's just... It's infuriatingly sloppy. Yeah, it is it's very sloppy. And these are not like low budget commercials. You can tell they've dumped I, a lot of money into this campaign. Sort of. I mean, I think they filmed a, they filmed a bunch of these, and then they've just been reusing the footage. Okay, so now it's like we treat you like you treat you. Assuming now, that- this is interesting. These say this ad says that the actors are Sinab and Meltem Gulturk. Yeah. So they're not the same actresses. Not, wait, hold on. Not the one we just saw. That was the same actress. That was actress. the same actress. This one we're about to play here. This whole time we've been thinking, oh, the, the key to this campaign is you are talking to yourself. And then they throw this shit in here. Discover card. Hey, so I'm looking at my bill and my FICO credit score is on here. Yeah, you've got our Discover It card, so you get your FICO score and your monthly statements now for free. That's nice of you. It's a great way to stay on top of your credit and make sure things look the way they should. Awesome sauce. Huh. My twin sister always says that. Wait. Lisa? Julie? You sound really different on the phone. Do I sound pleasant? For once in your life, you sound very pleasant. At Discover, we treat you... Okay. I've never seen that longer version. So, I, I, that time... They actually, I just turned it down. While he uses the tagline that would have made sense in the other commercials, we right. treat you like you treat you. And in this case, you're not you. You're twins. Yeah, and you're different, not the same person. It's different actresses, and the, you make it clear that you're not talking to yourself in this one. It's just like they make every mistake that would possibly make these make sense. This one's also infuriating. This one is the worst of the bunch. This is some guy. He's outside. He's not even a, he's not a customer yet. By the way, I'm going to read the description here. This is the official description of the ad. A man who's admittedly not a Discover Card customer calls the company regarding a credit scorecard while playing fetch with his dog. Every time he talks in a dog voice, the representative believes he's talking to him, saying things like, go get it, that's a good boy, somebody wants their belly rubbed, etc. The representative becomes more and more confused but remains professional by explaining that he can check his FICO credit score online. Never once in that description does it explain why this is the same man who's styled differently you if you didn't see the rest of the campaign you probably wouldn't realize this is the same guy you would right. just be like why'd you pick two guys who kind of look too close alike yeah it is and the whole joke about the dog it, the whole idea that it's the same guy never comes up i'll just play it and then i'll shut up discover card i'm not a discover customer but i'm calling about oh, that they look credit totally score different. card give it to me give it oh sure we give it to everyone for free oh well that's nice I'll go get it can go get it yourself online and see your FICO credit score right there. Right. Oh, it's a good boy. Thanks. Oh, and you can even see how your current card compares to others out there. Wow. Convenient. Ooh, somebody wants a belly rub. 
What now? Get your credit scorecard at discover.com. Free it. for everyone, even if you're not a customer. No, we treat you like you treat you. Why so, are they using the same actor? I don't actually hate the writing of that ad. Put two different actors and just have it be about how professional this customer service guy is, despite the fact that this guy's, you know, talking to his dog half the time. And you've got a pretty good ad, right? Yes. No, I think it's fine. Not great, but okay. Yes. They are so confused at what they're doing. It's like they it's like they adopted this. We treat you like you'd treat you campaign where they just have these same actors doing both parts and then completely forgot that that was their campaign it, it and yeah it bad dog makes no sense bad dog someone's not getting their belly rubbed all right uh let's make this do our last one we just need one one on, end on a high note one nice one to smooth things out a little bit here to end on a, a high note as you say and who would do that better oh who's my who's buddy flow who's our girl now flow is not actually in this progressive commercial but we see two men in a basement adult men who are analyzing these progressive commercials starring flow don't let the audio scare you progressive claims to show people their competitors rates alongside their direct rate to save you money but what's really going on these guys are like slowing down the tape the images Very are Alex a little bit blurry yes we're playing backwards at one eight speed we can clearly hear when they play it backwards, it seems like Flo is saying every little locksmith. Lively little locksmith. Or, I'm sorry, lively little locksmith. It's at one eight speed, we can clearly hear. Look at that name. They're just commercials. Or are they? You're waking the neighbors. Well, Mom, maybe the neighbors need to be woke. I think it's actually awoken. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly that's his mom coming downstairs again. And those two guys often play the foil, right, in these progressive commercials. They're often... Oh, I didn't recognize yeah, them. Yeah, they are usually the bad guys who represent, you A know, other insurance insurers. company. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's that. I liked it without knowing that. I thought they were just kind of weirdos. Um but that actually, that helps. I did want to say, I looked up this ad today, and I, I'd seen it on TV before, and I didn't know how to Google it. So I'm Googling backwards ad, progressive backwards ad, and the first one I found was not that ad. I actually found this thing, Veeves, the description. This was from 2014. It is There was an ad where Flo is giving... Um, you know she's she's selling her product and she's in a uh, like in a white room and there's all these rubber bouncy balls falling on her like raining on her and somebody took this ad and played it backwards and posted it to YouTube in 2014 it's called progressive insurance commercial bouncy balls reversed subliminal no balls oh he's live Turn me on, Deadman. Why is why is backward stuff so terrifying sounding? It is terrifying sounding, but I didn't hear anything in that. (laughs) So I don't know what we're supposed to be hearing in that. So then I was thinking, is there a chance that maybe this went viral? And somehow, like, I, I they think, stumbled on it, and they're like, oh, well, let's make fun of the freaks who are doing it backwards. I mean, anything's possible, but I think you're reaching. The reason why I'm pretty sure you're right that I'm reaching is I just went to the person who posted this and to see what else they posted. And they've posted six commercials 
all of them reversed. I oh, don't know they why. They just have a thing that does that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're looking for. Here's I want to I want to clarify for the listeners. There are only 144 views, of which I'm sure like five are you. There were 634 of the Flow one. All right. Uh, this is 144 views of the Hotels.com one. I've always found you don't know you need a hotel room. Wow, it sounds just sure the same backwards. It's not even backwards. All right, well, that's a pretty bad way to end the segment. Either way, uh, let me just say I really like... As far as I can tell, progressive flow-related ads can't do no wrong. That's right. All right. Uh, let's check in. Let's do a quick ad council and then get out of here. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to try to kill the ad council before. That's, that's rude to you and the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, what's the ad council counseling about these days? Well, let's just uh, let's just look at the one, and then we'll get out of here, because I know this has been, uh, been kind of a long show. This is from listener Ben, um, and Ben writes, I meant to send this after the failed products episode. We talked about um, uh, failure is an option and uh, products that did not work despite their advertisers' best efforts, and uh, in that one we talked about um, Google Glass as a product that had failed. Uh, ben writes, it slipped my mind. I had a friend of a friend who was part of the Google Glass Explorers, um, and he says, what a pretentious name, a beta program when Glass was still a thing. So in addition to paying an absurd amount of money to test their product for them, like something like $1,000, Google also only made a limited amount of, of glasses available, and you had to pitch them. Oh God. You had to pitch them as to why you were worthy to be one of the select lucky few who deserve the privilege of testing glass. Quick, uh, just if I can interject really quickly here, fuck Silicon Valley. Oh, I know. Continue. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, this friend of Ben's uh, pitch was that she was getting married soon and she would wear glass for the entire wedding and record the whole wedding if Google accepted her application. They did, and she did, and to this day, all of her wedding pictures feature her with Google Glass on her face. <laughs> Probably really sucks for her now that the whole thing is a laughing stock. Only thing that could have made it better was if she was holding Crystal Pepsi in the pictures, too. Oh, my God. I love that story, Ben. Thank you for sending it in. I loved everything. I didn't like the end. <laughs> I was saving, um, <laughs> as you know, we tried, uh, we it's, found some uh, new Crystal Pepsis, and I had uh, two extras after sampling them on the air. I had two extras that were hanging out in the refrigerator that I was going to save for a lucky listener. We are down to one Crystal Pepsi in this house because uh, I had no willpower today. I'm sorry. That's totally fine with me. I, we should buy some and use them as prizes for something. But um, if there's any I, left, we'll have to go back to that gas station. Yeah. If well, if, if I mean, I don't. I think you're like the one man in Seattle who's like super into it. So I wouldn't worry too much. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, sorry about the somewhat abbreviated ad council uh, today. I think probably the next show we would do, or maybe one of the next shows we do, will be an all yeah, ad council we're show. Due, we're due for a, an all feedback show, so we'll we'll get that together. We've we've had to leave a lot of uh, great material on the 
cutting room floor, so we will find that we'll we'll gather that all up and do a good feedback show. And uh, don't forget the way you send us feedback is via email. You can send it to after these messages show at gmail.com. Please also send post in the group. We yes. do use that as feedback. It's absolutely a fair game and we also love interacting with you there. It's just the face it's uh, on Facebook after these messages group. Uh, and then call us on the voicemail, 607-444-5597. Once again, that's 607-444-5597. Talk to you next week. You can sell anything.